Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The S&P 500 index did move lower today after briefly approaching a record as falling crude prices sparked a sharp sell-off in energy shares denting confidence that U.S. growth and corporate profits will rebound. The S&P 500 index down two points to 2170, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up 22 points, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 27 points, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down 15, 30 seconds with a yield of 1.50 percent. Gold up $4 the ounce to 13.57, a gain there of three-tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate Crude down 3.7%, declining $1.54 a barrel, right now at $40.07. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. If Elon Musk's idea to merge Tesla Motors and Solar City Corp is such a good one, why did both share prices slump today? Tesla down more than 2%, Solar City down more than 7% after an announcement was made, an agreement for Tesla to acquire Solar City for about $300 million less than initially proposed six weeks ago. Could it have something to do with weaker solar demand in the United States? Let's put this question now to our next guest. We're very happy to welcome back to the show Gordon Johnson. He's the head of Alternative Energy Metals and Mining and Equipment and Managing Director at Axiom Capital Management. Gordon, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So I guess the market doesn't like this deal. Uh, no, the market doesn't like this deal. I mean, if you think about it, the deal's price at what, like $2.3 billion, $2.4 billion. But if you add in the massive amount of debt that Solar City has, um, Tesla shareholders are paying much more than that, around $5 billion for this uh, this acquisition. If you also include the fact that Solar City has lost um, um, operating um, profit has been, uh, uh, cash flow rather, has been severely negative, um, it's even more costly for Tesla shareholders. So it looks like what Elon Musk is doing is he is using what, what I think many would argue is a uh, richly priced um, asset to go out and buy an asset that's struggling. And while that's beneficial to Solar City shareholders, it's certainly not beneficial to Tesla shareholders. Gordon, is the uh, solar industry struggling in the United States? Uh, hey, Tim, uh, guess, based on the numbers, the, the answer to that question is absolutely. So last week we published a note that showed that um, if you look at total U.S. installations, um, that's EIA data, uh, both rooftop and commercial, um, in the month of May, installations were down roughly 50% month over month, and the run rate is 8.6 gigawatts. The run rate in April is much higher than that at 10, uh, 10.6 gigawatts. And then if you look at the, um, uh, the rooftop um, applications data in California, keep in mind, this is just for California, but California is 45% of cumulative solar installations. That number was also down roughly 8% month over month in May and has been down in 11 of the past 15 months. So that's a leading indicator. So both the leading, leading indicator for solar installations in the U.S. is pointing down and actual installations are disappointing. So the data suggests that things are getting weaker, and we believe it's because of global weakness in places like China, India, Japan. You believe the weakness in U.S. solar demand is related to the uh, demand, the weakening demand overseas? I would have thought maybe... Maybe the, the the early adapters or not so early adapters, we've kind of uh, run out of them, and uh, people are seeing that with lower oil prices, maybe heating your home with the, some of the traditional sources isn't going to rise as much as they thought. Yeah, so 
That is a good question. So it's, it's not I, – I didn't, I didn't tie that all together. So the, the key is what's happened is when demand in China disappoints um, and demand – the reason I'm saying China is China is the, big, the world's largest solar market. And demand in other markets disappoint. What happens is everybody rushes to the market of strongest strength. Um, and the, and the, and the, the market um, that is the strongest right now is the U.S. market. So you have a bunch of Chinese guys rushing to this market, not just to sell their panels but also to develop projects. And what's happening is you're getting a saturation of solar projects in key markets, i.e. California and Texas, where now at sometimes during the day you're having negatively, negative electricity prices, which if that persists will spell the end of you know utilities. And clearly we need utility electricity. Solar is intermittent peak load, cannot replace uh, you know fossil fuel, which is distributed base load, meaning you get the same amount all day. Solar, you don't get any at night, and even through the day it's intermittent. So what happens is utilities start to push back, and they win those battles. We've seen this happen in Germany, Spain, Italy, Hawaii, uh, France, you name it. Anywhere where you've had massive solar installations, you start to get dislocations in the grid. And when that happens, um, even though countries have you know um, uh, robust uh, 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 you know renewable energy ambitions, you know they have to revert back to reality. I.e., we need fossil fuels. So that's effectively what's happening. You have a bunch of guys rushing into the U.S. market, which is causing saturation and thus limiting future growth. What does the uh, the private transaction of Trina Solar? They are going to be bought for 1.1 billion dollars. Uh, they're the world's biggest solar panel maker. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you about the industry? That's another good question. So every week prices come out. Um, polysilicon. Solar wafers, solar cells, solar module prices. The way to think about that is you use poly to make wafers, wafers to make cells, cells to make modules. In a nutshell, prices are completely collapsing. They're they're literally falling the levels that I think a lot of people thought were impossible, and the declines are accelerating on a weekly basis. Every week it's getting worse and worse and worse. So the industry right now is is defined by oversupply. I think the reason why Trina Solar is going private, and a lot of others will try to follow suit, keep in mind, Jay Solar has a bit out there to go private as well, is because things are so bad that they need to do things behind the scene they don't want investors to see. And in addition to that, they want to relist on either the Shanghai or Hong Kong Stock Exchange where you're not limited to, you know, um, or you're not, um, I guess, limited from having to, you know, abide by gap rules. Um, so I think the impetus for them going private is that reason, not necessarily that this, the industry is in a state of, you know, uh, in, a, in a good state. It's actually in a quite a bad state and worsening with every week that passes. So, Gordon, it seems to me that's a big red flag for investors. Beware of these companies as future investments if they're going to go back on one of the Chinese exchanges to avoid international gap accounting. Right, and I, and I don't think this is a, I don't think that that's another good point. I don't think this is a mystery to people who know Chinese companies. The problem is the bulk of you know the guys watching and listening to your show um, probably don't know about you know companies that have you know um, been been you know US ADRs uh, went went private and then relisted on Chinese stock exchanges. So I think it's important to know that. I want to thank you very much, Gordon Johnson. He is the managing director and head of alternative energy, as well as mining and metals equipment research for Axiom Capital Management, giving us his perspective on Trina Solar and its $1.1 billion purchase by a private equity group, and of course the uh, Solar City Tesla Motors combination, as, as you said, Kathleen, at a lower price. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. My co-host, Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law, brought to you by Land Over Manhattan, where New York goes for luxury, conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at LandOverManhattan.com. Land Over Manhattan is at your service.